Okay. All right, welcome back to Meet at the Bronze. Hello. All right, we are recording our ninth episode. This is amazing. Exciting. We're making moves. We are. I am, as always, Meg, your Buffy expert. And I am Quatina, your Buffy virgin. Okay, so I wanted to go over tonight's cocktail pairing. Uh, this is uh, apparently an oldie but a goodie that I made one or two changes on because uh, I was a little grossed out when I first smelled it. Yeah, okay. I'm smelling it right now too, and I'm confused. So this is called The Last Word. Okay. And you were going to be really confused, Quitina, until we actually watched the episode as okay. to how this is the cocktail. <laughs> yes. But I'm, I'm comfortable confused. with that. So this is uh, basically, uh, it was served at a club in Detroit in 1915. For 35 cents, you could get equal parts of gin, gin okay. fresh lime or lemon juice, Okay. Maraschino cherry liqueur. Uh. <laughs> and, uh. <laughs> and either green chartreuse or absinthe. Absinthe. Okay. I used absinthe, which I know they're not the same thing. Please, people, don't hate. But this is also, a, you know, I pay for this segment myself, and I'm not going out and buying a $60 bottle of green chartreuse. That's right. Um, it landed on the menu by visiting vaudevillian Frank Fogarty, a.k.a. the Dublin Minstrel. Oh, is that the dude who did blackface? You're going to make me feel like crap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Let's man. not look into that. <laughs> Frank Fogarty vaudeville. Uh, Isn't vaudeville, vaudeville did have. There, there was there was um, a version. Oh, shoot. We just saw a play, Scottsboro Boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've it. heard about that. Yes, it was amazing. But no, there, there's like a kind of. So in vaudeville, yes, a lot of times uh, the performers would put on blackface. Mm -hmm. So then in uh, the the black community kind of created their own version. And I can't for the life of me remember what it is. I will Google it. We'll um, find out for you guys. And they basically would do even like more exaggerated blackface oh, or whiteface, no. kind of like clowns. Kind <laughs> of like Dave Chappelle on his show. A little bit, yeah. yeah. Uh, this does not look like he was the blackface guy okay, just cool. from the pictures. It's just okay. whenever vaudeville comes up, I know that blackface comes up. And so like, uh, oh. this guy was a, a resident of Brooklyn's Red Hook neighborhood, but he performed a lot in Detroit where there's a really big red uh, or vaudeville circuit. And I just learned a couple of weeks ago that my great-grandmother moved from Chihuahua, Mexico, where she was born, daughter to poly Mormon polygamists. Did you say Chihuahua, I Mexico? Did. I did, okay, yes. yeah. all right, just checking. And she moved from there to New York to become, because her sister was a vaudevillian performer oh. in like a quote-unquote classy vaudeville, nothing like what we think. She was a ballerina. She wasn't a skank or anything. No, she was right. a like she was going around in these quote-unquote vaudeville circuits, but she was performing like legit classical ballet. Oh, okay. And yeah, so, I wouldn't think about ballet when I think of vaudeville. No, and her name was Marguerite Stewart, and okay. my great-grandmother... Um, Therese uh, moved out with her and joined the vaudeville circuit and uh, you know a long story short it didn't really work out but she was nice. you know unoriginal on like some of like the really high-end vaudeville anyways. wow so performance is in your blood yes exactly mm -hmm. and then um, so Frank uh, the vaudeville guy Dublin Minstrel ended up leaving show business um, but he left the last word in Detroit this cocktail that he had invented in Brooklyn. He then took it back to Brooklyn. So 
So fast forward, and somebody in the 1950s actually wrote down this cocktail, okay. and it got added to some, you know, hipster Seattle bars menu. Oh, yeah. Um, the Zigzag Cafe. Um, at that time, few bars in Seattle had maraschino cherry liqueur or green chartreuse. This changed my life. I became famous for someone else's drink. I think the popularity is due to the liquid alchemy of making both gin and chartreuse palatable to people that normally don't drink either. Mm, um, like me. So uh, what I did was I mixed everything in equal portions. Gin, lemon juice, fresh squeezed lemon juice. You brought the lemons. Thank you. Yes. Um, maraschino cherry liqueur. Okay. And absinthe, which yes, guys, I know it's not the same as chartreuse, and like chartreuse is bitter, absinthe is you know minty. But trust me on this one, I found other recipes that use is absinthe. That, is that where I'm getting the mints from? Yeah, because yeah. it's like it's like black licorice yeah. sort of. Yes, 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 yes that's it. Yes. Black licorice. But to make this a little bit more palatable, I added just a touch of grenadine because I was really low on the cherry liqueur. And again, I know they're not the same thing, guys, but I needed something to make it equal parts. Yeah. And then topped it off with some sparkling um, domestic sparkling wine, Gruet from 2011, a Blanc de Blanc. And just a warning, if this is disgusting, we are going to dump it out and just <laughs> chug champagne for the next two hours. I think we should chug it and just finish it. Let's, well, I mean, we probably Let's, will. okay, but let's, let's go let's, for uh, it. Here, cheers. Cheers. Are you going to hear the clink? Oh, yeah. There we go. All right. Okay, let's see. Here we go. The smell, though. All right. Um, I'm, like, confused. It tastes like a citrusy, good and plenty. I've never had a good and plenty. <gasps> good and plenty is like my favorite candy. Yeah, the black licorice uh, with like the candy yeah, coating I on the Yeah, I don't like licorice. Here okay. we go. So how, where are you on this one though? I don't hate this. I don't either. I don't. It's not as terrible. Listen, um, first it hits you in the face and then later it kind of calms down. And you're like, it does. Oh. It settles down a little bit. And you're yeah. Like, this, this is this. Yeah, this I'm is, gonna take another sip. Here we go. Yeah, here, let's give one let's, more try. I'm really glad I added that champagne, though. Yeah. Because I cannot imagine what this would have been like without champagne. Without the champagne, because yeah. it is it is strong. In fact, I'm gonna have like one more sip and then top off with champagne again. Because yeah. this 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 motherfucker is strong. It like smacks you in the face. And then the, I think the champagne hits you later. Yeah. And the lemon. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. It's not smacking me in the face. kind of smacking me in my ass. It's like, oh, there we go. <laughs> it's, not, it's not helping that I'm soups horny right now. Oh, there we go. We, we've got to stop watching. Guess like, who is too. <laughs> we've got to stop watching porn scenes before we start recording. Yeah, but Outlander had to be seen, okay? You know what I'm saying? I had to see that scene. <laughs> um, And I will say this episode will be kind of a... Uh, it's not going to make you hornier. Okay, so I did not eat, so I feel this in my stomach right now. Yeah, we're going to get some food, too. Okay. I was going to make some, uh, I've got, like, I, vegetarian spaghetti stuff. I, I feel this. Yeah, but you wow. feel, like, I feel, like, warm and happy. I feel warm in my belly. And, like, powerful. Like, like I can do get anything. in my belly. Like, I, I just want to go conquer some something yeah, some I'm dick go slay a vampire I'm, oh yeah yeah slaying a vampire is better than conquering death yes. is it though no i don't know it's all <laughs> and it's all very phallic and sexual <laughs> the steak steak yeah, yeah um yeah, shout out to a couple of different uh, guests that we're going to have coming up on the show in the next couple of weeks <laughs> we are we're, excited we're going to get into some uh conversations about the uh 
phallocentrism oh. of vampire lore. That's a big word. <laughs> it basically means it's all about the dick. It's all about the dick. I phallocentric. Phallo. Whenever I hear phallo, I think penis. For exact, so basically, Katina, you are a phallocentric person. I would yes. Say. <laughs> oh no! I admit it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that we need to. I'm gonna boil some pasta for us, and mm-hmm. we are going to pop in an episode, the next episode, uh, episode nine, the Yay. puppet show. I'm excited, and we're gonna see where this goes, and we'll see how long it takes for for Katina to go like. <gasps> I get it <laughs> with the cocktail. <laughs> the name again? The name again? This is called The Last Word, but it was invented by a famous vaudevillian. Okay, I'm excited. Let's do All this. All right, let's do this. Okay, Quitina. So we just finished episode nine. We did. We did episode nine. Uh, so let's start. That was uh, that was a heck of an episode, right? Yes, it was. It was. <laughs> I had so many thoughts. <laughs> I wrote down so many things. You know, I've had something to drink when I start using terms like heck instead. Heck. Oh, darn. <laughs> Gosh, you willikers. Gosh, darn it. That Gosh, was darn one. It. Uh, I don't. I don't even know where to go. But from there. just before we start this, this is just a disclaimer. I have had this drink that we paired <laughs> with this episode, and my God, um, this is a good one, Meg. One, I am feeling very good right now. We we will drink this again. That is <laughs> that is for damn sure. Yes, it is. we will drink this again. Um, this one. I feel like we've we've had some really good commentary throughout that episode. Yeah. One of these days, I think that. Maybe like for Patreon um, donators or something. Yeah. Um, maybe we'll actually just like live stream us watching an episode. Oh yes, and you our, are our, welcome. Our commentary is that. That's happens. way more hilarious because I swear there's some things I don't get to write down because my brain can't function fast enough. Um, okay, so uh, we are on episode nine. Okay, let me ask yeah. you this because there was no obvious Quatina going. Get it on the cocktail. Do you get it now? The uh, wait. The vaudeville. The, yes, yes, yeah, I do. Yeah, yes, Sid, I do. he was a vaudevillian. Yeah, yeah but I had go. to make that connection. Give me, you know I've had this cocktail <laughs> in me, so it took a little what bit else has to, been in you? <laughs> nothing actually, but tonight, if you know what I'm saying. All right then. All right then. And now we're we're down to basically a very pale pink. Like one teaspoon of the drink left, and then yes. just top top champagne. champagne, champagne, all the champagne, and a martini glass, like super classy. Women. Yeah, yeah, super yeah. classy people we are. We're yeah, oh I'm just God. gonna take a sip of water. I think that's a good idea because yeah. we, by the way, have one more episode uh-huh. to record after. <laughs> you guys hear that? It's evidence. I am drinking water. They really appreciate the sound effect. That yes. is uh, for you, Patreon subscribers at two dollars a month or above. Yes, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. We add the extra sound effect. And for you, you welcome. Okay. What can I say except you're welcome? I don't know that song. Moana? Are I you serious? I, girl, I keep. You haven't watched that? I know. Look, Let's add that to Black Panther. I'm disappointed. I know. Look, I'm. I'm not sure that I am emotionally well enough, whole enough, to handle Moana or Coco because I haven't watched either. <gasps> Coco was so good, I know. though. And they're both on Netflix. And Lin-Manuel Miranda is my 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 Broadway Bay. Broadway Bay. That Broadway is bay. very good use of that oh word. Oh my god, I'm so proud. I'm of proud me. of you. I'm proud yeah. of you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, he 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 is mine. I've tweeted him three times today. Has he record. tweeted back? He has not. Oh, one day. He did tweet back one time. 
right after my wedding. Oh my god! Remember, like we had that cool like West Wing moment. Yeah, at the, the West wedding? Wing moment. So, the, so the West Wing Weekly uh, retweeted us because somebody submitted <gasps> that. A lot of people thought it looked like the Nazi salute. It yeah, was that, not. No, it's jackasses. not. No, no, like you can clearly see like our the our elbow is forearms, up. elbow is up, forearms and like wrist displayed. Like it was very bendy yeah. and yeah. it was not pointing forward. It was to no. the side. No, come to on, side. people. Very, very different. Yeah. Anyways. So we were retweeted by the West Wing Weekly, by Josh Molina, and by uh, Rishi K. Sherwood. Um, but somebody else posted about uh, the groomsmen, uh, both re- the ones that did toasts, both referenced uh, Hamilton in the toast. Oh, really? And so somebody like commented did I on catch that. that? Did uh, I? I don't think well, I got that. Well, because Graham, the best man, he I, it was something like. Uh, he started off with a line. I, uh, oh, I'm awful. I also still I was, have not watched Hamilton. So. I was so sick. I'm, it's on Pornhub. Oh, right, you are. But just part one. Just part one. That's part true. Two. But like, I uh, I was so sick on my wedding day. Not hungover, just like I remember. Sick. I was like vomiting <laughs> because I was waiting at a hotel for the after party, and it's like, oh, it's not happening. Meg's sick. It happened like, at oh. the hotel. Did it? It did. No, I, w- I went to like a different you hotel. You were at a different hotel. Got That's it, got happened. it. Yeah, yeah, no, but I remember like having to flee after the toasts because I had had a little bit of champagne and that was the only thing I really had because like I kept trying to eat oh. and the throwing it up. So like I'm in one of the bathroom stalls at my wedding place. Oh, no. Vomiting in my I can't even see you vomiting. Like, as much as you can take, like, I can't see you vomiting. And somebody came up to me in the bathroom to, like, give me a hug and everything. And that made me need to vomit again. And I was like, I'm sorry. Oh, no. I have to. And I, like, went right back in and threw up again. Yikes. And then I went up to a friend because we had an open bar. And it was, like, top shelf. Yeah. Good stuff. And so I went up to a friend. And I was like, oh, my God. I just threw up for, like, the 10th time today. Oh, no. And Tyler was... What was like, happening then? I had, like... No, because Josh got it right after me. I had it for, like, three days. Oh, my God. And then Josh had it for, like, three or four days. It was awful. But, That's um, the worst thing. Yeah, but Tyler comes up, and I was like, oh, my God, I just threw it for, like, the 12th time. And he was like, me, too. But I've had 15 <laughs> martinis. Oh, there we go. That's completely different from my situation, I was though. Like, damn it. That's not my situation. No, Anyways, not at all. Okay, my wedding was amazing. Everybody wait for photos. It was a good time. It I was, was 20 at the... 20, 21st century lit? 21st century. You were at the 21st century yes, I was. lit yes, table. I was. It got Super lit, lit over there. Super lit. Oh my god, yeah. did I use that right? Yeah, you did. I went to a kink party afterwards. It was fun. You did? I was there in my like wedding like Okay, party in dress. all fairness, there are going to be forever questions who had more boobs out at the wedding, me versus you. I think you. No, no I genuinely think it was you. No, no, no. 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 This I has had come like up that a few little times. like Thing uh, Twitter up. followers, we will post the, the pictures and let you decide. Sounds good. We will do that. We will do that. Okay. Anyway, so episode nine. Yes, let's get so started. So this is one of the episodes that actually threw you for a loop. Yeah. Um, I thought I could call some things out. No, I missed it completely. You did. I and did that was not see some things coming. Joss Sweden, you got me. That was you really got fun to watch, though, because yeah. you just kept, you kept asking questions, and I was like, I'm not nope, going to say nope, anything. Nope, nope, But I didn't say anything, and I'm really proud of myself. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of yeah, you. Yeah, everybody Yeah, I realized you were being quiet. I was like, this bitch is trying to keep some stuff away from me. Yeah, okay. yeah. I've got a lot of notes about that. Yeah, I have a lot of notes in my head as well. So we fade in on a ballerina lifting her leg to stretch it. And Can we just talk yeah. about, like, how, like... 
Listen, it's either she was super like free hippie Harry down there, which is fine. By the way, which is totally cool. Like, if you hey, are I'm all about there. like the forestation, go for it, girl. Yes, it's not my thing no. personally. I like a very trim situation now. Not trim not nothing, sure. but not very trim. Trimmed, like very trimmed. I basically have like almost nothing. But I I bone. saw curls in her leotard. I did not see curls. I, if anything, there was I saw like there was a I lot saw, of like, texture. They were like. Hey, if you do this move, your camel toe's gonna show. So we had to pat it to make sure nothing yeah. shows. That's how I saw it. No, no, no. And there was that too, because it kind of like she was clearly wearing a panty liner because it kind of looked like there were fangs on either side. Oh no. So maybe it was just a panty liner. Maybe she was just, you know, but finishing no, her period up. No, but and I'm sorry. Do like there was texture above that and it was like small and round. Yeah, I, look, we were I'm not gonna get into out. this. I really... Uh, I just really think we would have seen Camel Toe if they did not disguise it in some sure, way. Sure. We would have seen the outline of her cooch. Yeah, yeah, And yeah, yeah. Um, Josh Reading was like, no, we're still on that, what, PG-14 level? So we can't do that. I think it's PG-13. Is it 13? It wow. is. It's a 13. Thank you, Josh. It has thank been you. for a really long the time. The 13-year-olds, thank you. <laughs> Um, and then we get uh, so basically we are backstage at the Sunnydale High talent show. Wow. Uh, auditions, I think. Wow. Although yeah. it's auditions. I'm pretty sure nobody doesn't get cast in a talent yeah, show in a high school. I mean, it's a high school talent show, so they'll take yeah. anyone they yeah, can get. Yeah, because by then we actually see Cordelia singing. Oh, she's singing because the greatest love. Ball is ha- I was yeah. like, wow, I did not expect long that song. Long ago, choice. I decided long ago not to live in anyone's shadow. If I fail, if I, I succeed, succeed, I don't know the rest of the words. And because the greatest love. You're welcome. If you sign up for our Patreon, you can get that for 50 cents a month. Oh my God. Um, okay. I know I'm not a professional. No, Sorry. Hold up. Hold up. Patreon subscribers, $3 a month or above. I think we should have a monthly karaoke number. <gasps> I'm into it. We let them pick a number and we perform it as karaoke. I am into the, it. Okay, Let's guys, make it Patreon, happen, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to make a note of this because I will not remember later. Patreon <laughs> karaoke monthly. That sounds like it's our period, karaoke but whatever. Karaoke monthly. Hopefully my period isn't there at the same. I don't think so. Not huh? at this time. No. So, also, we have Giles talking to uh, Buffy and Xander and Willow about how he got roped into having to be in charge of the talent show. You know, when you're the librarian and you don't really do much, you kind of get cast into doing some things at the school. So, that's what they said. They made a comment about how he he made a comment back to Snyder about how his chosen profession of being a librarian was really so he would be able to limit his interactions with students. And yes, students don't read. No, they don't. They They don't don't come to you. You only get three students in there that, yeah well uh, no Buffy never kill, uh, oh, that no, one that kid one boy, that one boy, boy that one boy yeah, who Owen, was into uh, Owen, Emily, Emily, Dickinson. Emily Dickinson there we yeah. go yeah and he's like so upset when she comes in when yeah. he comes into the library yes um, okay but he multiple times refers to the new principal as our new Fuhrer okay yeah yeah when I met this new principal I just got automatic Creep vibes. This okay. guy, he's okay. a total buzzkill. Number one, I put buzzkill, and I just hate him. Okay, I hate everything about him. We we need to talk about Snyder a little bit because yeah. here's the deal. Yeah, he is played by Armin Shimmerman. Thank you, Armin, for that who role. Is one thousand percent 
one of my favorite actors on one oh. of my favorite TV shows. Which is... Okay, actually, he's been on two favorite TV shows. Two of my top ten TV shows. Which is... One top ten TV show was Boston Legal. Loved him in that. He played a... Re- Never watched that. Oh, my God. Okay, that's podcast number seven at this point. All right, you sounds good. We're just yeah, going to make just, things happen. You just have to, like, move in here. We're Numerous podcasts. One after the other. Yeah. Um, but he was great in that. Played a recurring judge character. But... Right around the time of this, and I will actually read this. This is from, oh, crap, one of the Buffy books that I have. I will tell you guys later oh. which one. Um, I think it's, like, Buffy Bites or something. I don't know. Armin Shimmerman, actor, Principal Snyder. So he was in one of my top five, top ten, no, actually top five favorite TV shows of all time. Okay. Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Okay, see, I never watched Star Trek. I never got to get into it. So you never so... saw Quark. So are you saying that there are different types of Star Trek? Yes. What? No, look, they all exist in the same the same verse, okay? That's but weird. there's, like, like okay, you've got the original series on the USS Enterprise with Captain Kirk and everything, and that's, like, what they remade all the movies about. Okay. okay. But then you've got the next generation, which is also as USS Enterprise, but, like, 40 years later. Okay. Okay. And then you have Star Trek Deep Space Nine, okay. which is kind of like the UN in space. And all of the all of the starships like come in there and they dock there and they're like on mm-hmm. the earth the, the, yeah. the edge this of the This seems like a lot. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I have so, a lot of catching up to yeah, do. Yeah, but they, they are all different. But anyways, Armin Shimmerman actually plays in Star Trek one of my favorite characters of all time, Quark the Ferengi. The Ferengi. Yeah, I will show you pictures later. Okay, you, you I would like to see won't. pictures because I can't unsee his character in Buffy. Uh, do me a favor, you got your phone with you? Um, yes, I do. Are you too busy sexting on it? Oh, stop it! Well, yes, I, I am. <laughs> uh, Google, Google Quark, Q U A R K. Google Quark. Quark. Q U A R K. Q U A R K. Space D S nine. Space D S N. D not D A nine D S nine, and I did D A nine again. What wow. the literal fuck is wrong hmm. with me? There we go. Got it. Oh, that face! I've seen this the face same before. Person. I have seen this face same before. Person. Wow. Yeah. Things I did not see coming. This. Listen. Um, I don't know if any of you out there have watched this. I mean, I don't. Uh, Meg hasn't. Deadpool two. And if you, if we have some viewers out there who have, if you remember that creepy headmaster who who was in charge of that, um, I guess orphanage with Firefist, he looks just like him. It's the same thing with the hair not at the top, the sides are left open, and he's just way too intense. And it's like, what are you doing with your life, torturing young children? Because that's what it seems like. Yeah, great. Not into this character at all. So, okay, this story that I'm about to recount is from yeah. Slayers and Vampires, the complete, uncensored, unauthorized oral history of Buffy. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> That's what's happening tonight. Um, so, here's what he says. While I was doing Star Trek Deep Space Nine, I had an audition for Flutie, which was the principal before Snyder, and that uh-huh. didn't work out. My friend Kenny Lerner got the part, but as I was leaving the room, I was walking down a hallway of various offices, and I passed one room. I glanced inside, and I saw that there were two cardboard cutouts, one of Major Kira from Deep Space Nine and one of Worf from Deep Space Nine. As I walked past the door, I stopped and said, why don't you have a standee of me in here? 
<laughs> and then we started to chat for about two minutes, and then I walked back to my car, finding out I didn't get the role of Flutie. Oh. I know. Many months later, my agent called and said, there's a straight offer for you for this new principal, Principal Snyder. I said, well, is this a recurring character? And they said, yes. I said, listen, you know that I have a day job. I do Star Trek on a regular basis. And they said to me that they're going to rotate principals on a regular basis. They're going to kill them off. And I said, okay, maybe it'll be two or three episodes and that's it. To this day, I'm not sure whether it was the audition that got me Snyder or if it was that two-minute talk that I later learned was the writer's room. <laughs> oh. My life is about that, about just turning left when I should have turned right and vice versa. Lucky, it's possible lucky. that that conversation in that room was more influential than the reading I gave. I was sorry that Kenny lost the job, but I was very grateful for the role because they told me the principals were going to be killed off on a regular basis. Wow. Is this a thing for the show? I was enormous, Why am I finding this out now? Oh my god, no. I was enormous, enormously surprised for the next three years that I was still there. Oh, okay, now I'm confused. Are we getting principals that are killed off, or are we getting you're principals actually, that are staying on? You, you're going to get him for the rest of their time in high school. What? Yeah, sorry. He's an asshole. I don't like this character. Okay. Actor is great, but the character is very annoying. But he's not a demon. Oh, yeah, that's great. That's... Just, Despite what you maybe thought the entire time. That's a great... I thought he was the demon. Definitely, for sure. Um, But when we first meet him, he's talking to uh, Giles that he heard... He overheard Bethy and Xander and Willow making fun of Giles getting stuck with the talent. The talent list show. Yeah. Um, And uh, he says, My predecessor, Flutie, may have gone in for that kind of touchy-feely nonsense. But he was eaten. I was like, oh, too soon. Too soon. Why are we bringing up the fact that this guy was eaten? That's kind of messed up. But come on. In all fairness, uh, he just seems like this super Republican principal. He does. He does. Like, He's kind of like a Mitt Romney character. Yeah. Which, by the way, fits in with his character on Deep Space Nine. The Ferengi, they're all about the laws of commerce and economics and okay. capitalism. And now, see, I am confused. Yeah. No, so there are, like, his character on Deep Space Nine, they're an alien race that is, like, all they care about is money. Wow, you're like the ultimate nerd. I'm loving this right now. It's like you could talk nerdy to me. Oh, I could talk nerdy to you, mm, girl. Thank you. Anyth- anywhere, anytime. No, Star Trek is definitely one of my passions, and Deep nice. Space Nine is like the highest Star Trek honor I can ascribe to anybody. Okay, I'm into so, it. So, in all fairness, Quirk was on Next Generation, um, and the Ferengi did figure in Voyager as well, mm-hmm. but Deep Space Nine was really like the heyday of the Ferengi in our culture. Okay. And yes, they, they had what they called, instead of like the Tao or Buddha or anything like that, it was, okay, I think you guys can all weirdly hear my dog panting upstairs. That's not me or Quatina. I just no. want to put that out there. I mean, I am panting so for some dick, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> but it's not me. It's the dogs. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they have what they call the rules of acquisition, and it's how you live your life, and it's, gotcha. it's things like... Um, uh, oh, I'll look some up, but they're great. My dad great. can't listen to this podcast. Probably, but look, nobody nope. in my family can listen to this nope. podcast. And nope. that's a concern because somebody that helps us edit this podcast occasionally it's family. is my sister. Sorry. Um, but that's why we're not talking about my sex life, only yours. <laughs> Yay, which is non-existent right now. Well, nine months strong, nine months strong. Uh, for just a little while longer, hey. I'm sure. <laughs> um, okay. But so they're making fun of Giles because he has to lead the school talentless show. 
Yes. And he unwittingly gets the perfect revenge because Snyder comes up and he hears them talking and mocking yeah. him. And then he tells them that they will be taking part. Yes, he's like, that's definitely happening. Instead of getting detention like what uh, Xander was like hoping for, yeah. they have to do the talent show, which is like their worst nightmare. And I'm like, is this really a teen's worst nightmare in high school that they have to do their talent show? Yeah. Like, I'd kind of be into that. Honestly... I only wanted people to pay attention to me. Exactly. That my my nightmare about a talent show would be that I saw other people. No, other people will be on the stage that can maybe get the attention away from me. That's not fair. That would upset me. Yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah, that would have, especially back in the day, that would have really upset me. For sure. I was clearly the most talented person that went to Gaithersburg High School. Of course, of course. Gaithersburg, you were like right around the corner. Hashtag Trojans. Hey, hashtag Wolverines. Hashtag we always wrap it up day. with the Trojan because that was like always oh, our senior yes. prank. Our senior pranks were almost always something to do with condoms. condoms. Yep. Yep. Sounds like a Gaithersburg thing. Yeah, it really was. Yeah. (laughs) Good times. Um, Okay, so now we're back at the talent show and the auditions. We have different people doing their acts. Cordelia sang. That was awful. Because they're great. Yeah. The the magician is like weird. Like the the person doesn't leave the box. No. Not into that. Yeah, you just, you wouldn't even think about him And by the way, point. this was the era of, like, David Copperfield and Lance Burton. And the night before Thanksgiving every year in, like, the late 90s, yeah. there was this giant magic show on, like, TV that you could watch. And Lance Burton would guess your card through the TV. And he got it every damn time. And yet this person fucking sucked. Yeah, no, so that, that was yeah. really disappointing. But then we have the guy come out. Yeah. Morgan. Yeah. And his... He was a fucking terrible ventriloquist. He was a fucking horrible ventriloquist. Okay, pause. I have to pee. Okay, so the terrible ventriloquist, his name is Morgan. Yeah. And he comes out with that dummy, and he's telling literally the worst jokes I've ever heard. So bad. And I'm just like, bruh, you suck. That he apparently spent all week working on? That's sad. Okay. That's very sad. I would also like to point out, we never at any point in this episode figure out where the hell he got that dummy from. Oh, that's... What? That is my question! Yeah. How did he happen upon this dummy? No because idea. Because at this point, he's gone. We don't get to get an answer to this question. So I think now is a really good time for this episode's side note. Okay, here on we go. ventriloquism. Educate me, babe. Oh, educate I will educate me. you, girl. I'll educate you educate all night me. long. Yes. Yeah. Wow. 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 <laughs> Everybody, you should drink this drink responsibly. Like, for sure. I'm going to take another sip right now. Go for it. Keep going for it. Okay, right. ventriloquism, or ventriloquy is an act of stagecraft in which a person, a ventriloquist, yes. changes his or her voice so that it appears that the voice is coming from elsewhere, usually a puppeteered dummy. The act of ventriloquism is ventriloquizing. <laughs> and, and the, I'm uh, sorry, what was that word? Ventriloquizing. That's sexy. I love uh, it. Keep going, keep going. I'm and the ability it. to do so is commonly called in English the ability to throw one's voice because it's something else, whatever. Yeah. Originally, ventriloquism was a religious practice. The name actually comes from the Latin for to speak from the stomach. No one can see my face right now. Did you say it was religious? It was religious. I am so confused right now. How? Okay. And what religion? Okay. The Greeks called this 
gastromancy. Okay, I get it. Stomach. Yeah. The noises produced by the stomach were thought to be the voices of the unliving who took up residence in the stomach of the ventriloquist. It's a fucking... What is it? Romance? The, well, it's a Latin name, but yeah. the Greeks called it gastromancy. Okay, the Greeks are fucking weird people. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, they just thought up all types of things, didn't they? It's true. Yeah. Um, so... It was thought to be the voices of the unliving who took up residence in the stomach of the ventriloquist. The ventriloquist would then interpret the sounds as they were thought to be able to speak through the dead as well as foretell the future. One of the earliest recorded groups of prophets to use this technique was the Pythia, Pythia, I'm not sure, the Mm -hmm. priestess at the temple of Apollo in Delphi who acted as the conduit for the Delphic Oracle. I have no idea what you just said, but it kind of sounded sexy. So that's a really famous temple in Delphi, Greece. I think maybe mm-hmm. an hour or two outside of Athens. Nobody quote me on that. <laughs> um, and I heard priestess, so I just went. But for it was sexy. the temple of Apollo, which was a big deal. God in Grecian yeah. time. Yeah, wasn't Apollo the sexy one? Well, I think all of the gods were. <laughs> no, sexy. he was like the most sexy. I mean, Apollo was the god of. War, yeah, yeah, sexy, yeah, yeah, there yeah. We go. See? Okay, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm with you. Yeah, but the oracle there, a priestess who could speak through whatever. I know that she word. she was basically they're saying now a ventriloquist, like she could she could like listen to interpret the sounds. <laughs> what is going on? As they were thought to be able to speak to the dead as well as foretell the future, and an oracle tells the future. Yes, so she was a prophetess, but. <laughs> <laughs> but so, it, but it was like speaking through the sounds in the stomach. That now I'm like, this is bullshit. Okay. okay. If I was living back then in Greek times, I would have been like, guys, this is complete bullshit. We will not listen to this oracle nonsense. <laughs> Let us not do this. That's that sounds insane. No, no, that is not true at all. If you were back then, you would have tried to convince everybody that you were the oracle. That's true. I would have run shit, and I would have been the only brown person back then, so I would have been like, guys, I'm kind of special. I well, actually let's don't think that's true in ancient Greece. What? I think you might have done okay in ancient Greece. We have so much to learn. I don't know. Wouldn't well, not... I have been called a more? Was that, like, later no, that in was, Shakespeare that, time? that was Shakespeare time. That was Shakespeare time. <laughs> Let me stop drinking or keep drinking. <laughs> um, one of the most successful. Let's try that again. You gonna be fat? What? <laughs> one of the most successful early gastromancers. Oh wow! Was Eurycles? Eurycles. Eurycles. Okay. A That's prophet at true. Athens. Mm-hmm. Gastromancers came to be referred to as Eurycles in his honor. Stop it. <laughs> Did I hear clit? It's clid. Okay. K-L-I-D. I swear I heard clit. Yeah. Okay. Just uh, in the Middle Ages, it was thought to be similar to witchcraft. As spiritualism led to stage magic and escapology, so ventriloquism became more of a performance art. Starting around the 19th century, it shed its mystical trappings. But by the Middle Ages, ventriloquism, which came from the Latin, well, we've already been there, belly speaker, was regarded as a dark art a devil in the midsection. It is wickedness lurking in the human belly and deserving to dwell in the cesspool, wrote Photius, a 9th century patriarch of Constantinople. An impure breath which some people, on account of their overwhelming pity, call ventriloquism. 
Other parts of the world also have a tradition of ventriloquism for ritual or religious purposes. Historically, there have been adepts of this practice among the Zulu, Inuit, and Maori people. But you said I did not see it coming. Did you say Zulu? I said Zulu. Wow. Yeah. I did not see that coming. I know. Ventriloquism? Okay. Yeah, ventriloquism. Wow. Yeah, it's part of their religious practice. What? Yep. I just love that on Meet Me at the Bronze that you get to learn something every single episode. You're welcome. That's a pull quote. Uh, <laughs> by the late 18th century, ventriloquist performances were an established form of entertainment in England, although most performers threw their voices to make it appear that it emanated from far away rather than the modern method of using a puppet. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and so, like, somebody famous in the 1790s advertised his act as curious ad libitum. Don't know what that means. Uh, dialogues. Uh, so, oh, that's probably it. Ad lib. Oh, my God. Wow. So making it up on the spot. Like How improv. is it that I'm drinking and I got that? I don't How? know. Between himself and his invisible familiar, Little Tommy. Okay. Little Tommy. That sounds super creepy. Like, it just seems like that guy from New Jersey who you don't want to see in the club. And he named his penis Little yes, Tommy. Yes, Little Tommy. He's like, hey, ladies, you want to say I'm, hi to Little Tommy? I'm big Tommy. Here's Little Tommy. Here's Little Tommy. You want to you see go? a little something? What are you doing? Yeah. Okay, neither of us have ever been to <laughs> no, New Jersey. No, none. And I know uh, no one from New Jersey. That is offensive. I apologize. Um... But then, hold on. So then, vitriolic performances were an established form of entertainment in England. Uh, they started using puppets eventually. Wow, the English just know so many things about they great do. entertainment. Um, however, other performers were beginning to incorporate dolls or puppets into their performance. Notably, the Irishman James Byrne, who carries in his pocket an ill-shaped doll with a broad face, which he exhibits as giving utterance to his own childish jargon. Wow. I don't know why I did that. I that d- listen, um, I've been watching right. Will and Grace, and now I'm on season six, and at this point we met Karen's yeah. new boyfriend, who is the father of the girl who's yes, going to kill her. Yes, of John Cleese yes, from yes. Python. And you sound just like him. <laughs> That's the nicest slash weirdest thing anybody's ever said You're to welcome. me. I love you, girl. <laughs> You're welcome. I love um, me too. <laughs> the entertainment came of age during the era of the music hall in the UK and vaudeville in the United States. Vaudeville. Vaudeville, bitches. Vaudeville, mofos. But what most unnerves us about ventriloquists is what they seem to be giving life to an, an inanimate object, a dull creature with dead eyes. Ugh. These wooden Americans... To use the, I guess, PC term. To use the PC term, wooden yes. Americans instead of dummies. Are dummy. Oh, thanks. Yeah, As, Americans are dummies. Um, That's great. <laughs> take on shadow lives of their own, while the ventriloquist dummy merely embodies the extension or expression of the ventriloquist's own personality. Writes mm. Valentine Vox, author of "I Can See Your Lips Moving," mm. a history of ventriloquism, because that's a book that was published. Okay. Um, it is evident that many artists develop a certain attachment to their figures. For the world famous, not Char- creepy at all. Not at all. For the world famous Charlie McCarthy, Edgar Bergen maintained a separate room in his house. So I guess that's his dummy was Charlie McCarthy, <laughs> and the ventriloquist had a separate room for him in his house. I am not freaked out at all right no, now. No, that's not weird. Nope. You'd totally bang that guy, right? Yeah, it, I'm totally into He that. had a separate room in his house with a bed, writing desk, and wardrobe. Oh, no. This is like the whitest thing ever. I I just, just, this is hashtag waitress and problems. I can't. Like, no. <laughs> British ventriloquist Arthur Prince was buried alongside his favorite puppet, Jim. Stop it. In 1948. 
And when Sally Osman, a singer, filed her divorce from ventriloquist Herbert Dexter, she named his puppet Charlie as a co-respondent in their divorce. No, 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 no. no. Charging in court that Charlie had shrieked cutting insults during her stage act and even physically abused her. I am so sorry, but no. She actually said that the dummy had abused her. Okay, um... Yeah, have some interesting people. Yeah, okay. Yeah, no. Uh, They may seem precious, these bedtime rituals, but the most important part of the man-puppet relationship is mutual self-preservation. A ventriloquist without a puppet is a guy muttering to himself, while a puppet without a ventriloquist is just a doll. Oh. God, that's so deep. That is so deep. You see, I'm pursing my lips because that's so deep. Yeah, you kind of look like a hyena. Right oh, I do? <laughs> From yeah. our last episode? Uh, <laughs> but without the, like, eight-inch pseudo-phallus. Yeah, yeah. Phallus? <laughs> what? <laughs> Penis? What? Okay, I'm done. Penis. Penis. Um, okay. okay. I, so we're at... They're talking about their, so Morgan's on stage. He's got Sid the dummy. Terrible ventriloquism. And it's terrible yeah. ventriloquism. And then all of a sudden, we get like a completely different voice. And he sounds like that guy, like Jerry Lee Lewis. And he's like, ha cha cha. Like super gruff. I have no idea who you just mentioned, but I'm sure he's what I am stereotyping in my head and what I'm viewing right Trust now. Trust me, he is. Okay. Uh, but he makes a comment about like, uh, your jokes are so lame, my jockey shorts could write better ones, but at least they're edible. And at least they're edible. Oh okay, my, excuse First me. of all, I am submitting one of the possible most 90s things in this episode. Anybody talking about jockey shorts? Yeah, okay. It's like, do you even know what that is? I mean, like, I don't. Yeah, I actually don't. It's underwear. Okay, yeah, and okay, yeah, then I do. Like, from I when do. it was like the jockeys, like, jockey was like the big name brand in like tidy whities or something. sexy. I, I so there were actual tidy brighties. We're not talking briefs. Uh, maybe they were both. I think actually. We have to like, ask your hubby like, if like he Jockey, had Jockey's was like an underwear brand. It was like Calvin Klein. Like get your hands off my Calvin. But like I remember seeing ads for it. It was like yeah, Jockey shorts was like I remember seeing tidy whities. I remember seeing boxer briefs. I don't know that I remember seeing boxers, but they probably existed. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. just calling them Jockey shorts. That's weird. That was a very nice That's very nice to me. Okay. Yeah. See, I couldn't even catch that because yeah. I not identified But also, that. he talked about how his jockey shorts are at least edible. And I was like, what kink shop have you been to? I don't know you, what that you, means. You, he took his, he took his ventriloquist dummy to a sex shop because edible <laughs> shorts, is that what we're doing? Yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean, like, it exists. Yeah, totally. Uh, it's complete. Exactly. It exists. It's in a sex shop. Well, wait, hold on. But does men versions of it exist? Of course. I mean, if you are in a man-on-man relationship but and you want to get that dick, how- eat the shorts first. Wait, hold on. But I'm thinking, so, like, for women, they're basically, like, fruit roll-ups. Basically, yeah. But, like, that wouldn't stretch for a guy. So if he got, like, tumescent... They don't necessarily need to stretch. You just need em- enough of the material. But the dick would, like, shoot itself out of the... Is the, the dick hard, though? No, it's well, not. Well, I would imagine okay. at that point... Okay, what I'm saying is, like, the guy puts on the, the edible, edible underwear. Yes. Okay. And and then he goes out to, like, I don't know, a woman or a man. doesn't really matter. Yeah, whatever, whatever you want. You whatever do you do. You do you, boo. You do you. Uh, but, but then, like... I, I would imagine in, in most sexual encounters, you come across the person wanting to have sex with you and they say or do something that makes you hard and you bust through said 
fruit by the foot. No, they. <laughs> I mean, that's what it is. It's like a no. Fruit. They totally walk up and like, hey, baby, want to eat my shorts? And you. But that for- makes them hard. Okay, I'm thinking like the surrounding material was like that type of material. Is there surrounding material? But then they're not edit. No, but that's what this I'm saying. This is not edible because like you can't get to You're right. Right, you are. But maybe someone manufactured something <laughs> that was. More than a fruit roll-up, and that was a stretchy fruit roll-up. Like, half gum, half fruit roll-up. Like, you could blow it up. All right, by the way, give that person the Nobel Prize already, okay? Yes, congratulations. You are a pro. But what I'm saying is, like, if you took a fruit roll-up and you put it over a man, and then they got hard, the dick would shoot right through that fruit roll-up. I am just going to Google edible shorts right now. Edible, Edible shorts. Edible shorts have to be a thing. They have to exist. I'm pretty sure they're a thing. Let's see. Edible shorts. Here we go. King man edible undies. Strawberry. For man, for men to wear mm-hmm. them. Look. Edible male gummy undies. Okay, but I want to see like a video. Only six left. No, I want to see a product demonstration of, of that. someone like trying to go for it. Yes. You're right. It's not like they're showing me anything. Because I'm very, I, I, by the way, I also worry that like, you know, you're going to get like edible check, bits in places. You, check this you, out. You Dried meat edible undies for men. Now that is badly as Fuck. Wow. <laughs> beef They're jerky. They're like beef jerky underwear. Beef jerky underwear. That would strap you down. Maybe that's what it was. Beef jerky When he panties. met Edible. Edible doesn't necessarily have to mean something sweet. It doesn't necessarily no, have true. to mean that's, something. That's, it could be meat. And yeah, meat would lock the meat down. But, but hold, uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, beef jerky panties sound like they could be a thing. It's possible. Yeah. In yeah. America, anything is possible. If you dream it, you, you can, can achieve it. it. There we go. All right. Well, now right, moving we've, on. We've really broken down. <laughs> we've spent about how many minutes on that? <laughs> the world of edible panties for there men. There we go. <laughs> I, by the way, I really hate the word panties. I don't know why I keep panties. using it. Panties. So if no, someone that, said. That is like my version of moist. You know how really? some people hear moist and they get like really good. So if that. someone put oh, this panties. Don't. Oh, God. So if right now you were just really into me and oh. I was like, hey, could you please pull these panties nope, down. Nope, kills it. You'd be like, lost, your boner would be gone. Lost my 8-inch hyena pseudo-phallus. <laughs> gone. The 8-inch, though, it's gone? It's gone. It's, it's gone. gone. Okay. It's gone. Right. That's how much I hate it. Like, I, All right. I, look, I write fan fiction, yeah. and some of it gets pretty hot and steamy, most Ooh, of it. Most yes, of indeed. I have yeah. peeped some yeah. of it. It's yeah. quite yeah. steamy. Pretty good. But, like, anytime I read some and somebody uses the word panties, I'm like, nope, I'm done. Yeah, no. I'm out. Pa- I'm what out. else can you say? Uh, um, look, he pulled my just, underwear off. No, like, that's just, not just sexy. Pulled, pulled down the fabric, slipped his finger in my the lacy fa- Like, lacy fabric. No, just I just say, like, or, or like the silk that covered like, her. I'll just say, I have underwear on and he's taking it off. But why right do you now. have to say that he took it off? Just like, when he's like, basically like, and then he removed any... Uh, exactly. You yeah. see how hard no, that is okay, right now? No, okay, well, first of all, I've had, like, something to drink. So, okay, of course, okay, everything's okay. difficult to say <laughs> at this moment, okay? Like, it's a good drink, guys. Seriously. It, like, everybody should go make themselves one. Because, right by the way, then we'll make a lot more sense. Okay, yeah. hold on. Back to Buffy. Back to Buffy, yes. Sorry. Um, okay, by the way, I know you have no reason to understand this, but every time, like, they're talking about what's happening backstage and you hear a tiny little bit of a flute... Yeah. Hang on to that for a few episodes. Oh. Yes, it's going to come back so creepy in a million ways. I did not yeah. You probably did. I'll play some. Okay. Um, but then they go through every t- horrible talent show trope ever the terrible musician, Cordelia singing like a 
horrible yeah. person. Of course. And then Buffy, Xander, and Willow have to be in the show, and they're talking about how a dramatic Earth. scene is the best way to get through it. Yeah. And Buffy's dress. Yeah. That cheetah dress. That che- I am nominating that for the most nice thing. Definitely short as hell cheetah dress. I have boobs like eight times the size of Buffy's. Oh my god. And I have t shirts that cover more than that dress did. Yes. I have no idea what they I was were thinking. so shook when I saw Oh that. my god, that dress and it was like really loose too. Yes. It was like moo moo loose. Yeah. So like literally her walking up the stairs of the high school, anybody could see. Super loose but super up. short. Yeah, don't not, understand that. Not a fashion fan of that course. combo. Not it is what it is. That was pretty 90s, um, that's for sure. Let's talk about oh, and it was like the... velvety, too. So that oh, yeah, adds to like yeah, the 90s yeah. quality. Yeah, that velvety. That, so that's um, my nomination. Yeah, so they're talking um, about what am I going to do, slay vampires on stage? Yeah, she can't do that. Yeah, we learn Willow plays the piano, oh. but has crazy stage fright. She's like, in front of people? No, not doing that. But she's still talented. She is. Well, I mean, all smart kids. Like, she basically. She's super fun. Willow smart. is essentially a ginger Asian kid. There we go. That's basically her. Right there. Yeah. That much talent. Yeah, yeah. She's really brilliant. Good with computers, good at math, good at science. But then again, not all Asians are brilliant. We don't make generalizations on this show. No, no, no. We know some of you out there are just party mongers. Except for 99% of male gingers are just God's mistake and shouldn't exist. Hey, 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 hey. Don't you dare. I'm sorry. Leave the male gingers alone. It's a fact. This is from one ginger to another. This is a a travesty. I'm not even into gingers that much, and I am just defending them out here. But would take a ginger inside of you right now. I would take any ginger inside of me right now. You know what I'm saying? So back to Buffy. Yeah. Uh, so then we've got Principal Snyder talking about how the touchy-feely stuff, that's the kind of woolly-headed liberal thinking that leads to someone being eaten. eaten. Like, really? We're bringing that up? Back? Again, oh, Again, wow. that's the second time in this episode. Yeah, he, he talks uh, about it. It's like too soon. Too soon. This yeah, just it happened. Um, this and, just happened. And then he goes, kids, I don't like this. Yeah, I was like, why are you here? What's what in, are you doing? What's interesting is further uh, interviews with Armin Shimmerman, the guy that plays Snyder, he actually says, like, I'm not a kid person. Really? And that, like, made him a little bit nervous about playing a principal on Buffy until they gave him the script, and he literally got to say, like, like I'm not perfect. into kids. Yeah. And he was like, oh, my God, that's totally this my stance. Perfect. This is perfect. And these are high school kids. And they're I'm not all, really kids, you no, know? I'm, yeah, they're still, I, I, I understand. They're a little assholes. I understand. Like, you don't want to deal with bodily functions or hormones no. or, like, crying, PMS, none of that. I'm it's with It's even him. worse. I understand it. I get it. Um, let's talk about how, uh, at this point, has our ballet dancer been the first one to have shit happen to her? Uh, She's right first, around here. Yep, because I was like, of course. Of course, you know, she was stretching, her cooch was out. Whether she has shaved or not, we do not know. They do not, they don't explicitly tell us, actually. No, but um, we're guessing. We're guessing that something's going on there because oh, her crotch God. looked really good. <laughs> <laughs> I was confused about her crotch. I'm not going to lie. Like, um, and I wasn't even thinking there's another body part there. I was just thinking that's either patterned <laughs> or really hairy. I don't know. You do you, boo. Either way, you do you, but we have questions. Look, whatever makes you happy. Yeah. Like, Go I, for it. I just personally worry. Go for I don't know. It. Yeah. it seems unsanitary to me. Yeah. No, no. Um, Wait. What's unsanitary? Like, too much happening and then, like, various... Um, hairs are actually there to be able to, like, capture any things that are coming right. towards... That's their purpose. Like, like various times of the yeah. month in yeah. which there's a They're lot of helpful. things shooting out bloody-like. And yeah, then, the like, hairs keep 
all those like terrible it's just kind of like the hairs in your nose they stop all those gross things from coming but, in but they, they also trap some of it okay you're right but that's why you should be washing your coochie every day well yeah but still like during like a really heavy flow like that's a lot happening i mean how much hair is making its way up to the mom's pubis though no no, no i just i but but like because because right at this point, we're at her mom's pubis, not underneath, going to the vagina. If we really want to talk about the female anatomy, there's no blood at the top. You know, that's not how we work. We, it's gravity. It's going downward. But enough about this ballet dancer. Either way, she dies. She dies. She does. <laughs> She's gone. And um, Giles, Giles says... Did it take her heart? Did they take Giles her heart? Giles says he doesn't think that it's um, a matter of a vampire or... But it might be a demon because uh, it seems that her heart was removed. Aww, but then we see like a Ziploc bag that has a knife in it. And they're saying the demons have claws and teeth. There's a knife. Like, they, so they're thinking it's probably it not. a regular ass man because men are the only ones who are going to be crazy to attack a woman. But, but Buffy disagrees because she's like, look, this is the Hellmouth. Like, what are the chances that something this horrific happens? Somebody's stealing a oh heart. Oh my God. At this not point, I have had this thought process. How can this many people be dead at the school and you still want to go to this school? Are you fucking kidding me? Like, so many people have died at this school. Even the principal died. It's time to go. Was Mother, I would like to transfer schools because apparently dead bodies show up every fucking week. Mm-mm. Unacceptable. It, it does seem that there is something weird happening there. Yeah, yeah that, that's for something, sure. Something, lots of weird things. We're at the hell mouth, okay? Lots of weird things. But happening. it's not like anybody but Buffy, Giles, Xander, and Willow know that. Uh, I, yeah, I know, but it's just, I can't. I know, I know. I'm I just understand. over all the, like, come on. At this point, all these students still want to stick around, and we're only on episode what? This was episode nine. And you want to stay at the school of the dead? Yeah. You're going to be next. I mean, yes, it does seem to, like, track that that is the case. Yeah. Um, I like that this is right around the point where everyone thinks it's Morgan. They go and they interview everybody, and Morgan's totally weird and creepy. Yeah, and he gross is. And I'm, nobody I'm likes sorry, the he dummy. was giving them that creepy vibe. Well, you know when you want to give people like a ventriloquist because they're super popular and no, everybody likes them. No, and I just like you are to... literally like talking to yourself at that point, making your own friend. I wanted to give this kid a chance, like, hey, you know, he's just a little quirky. It's totally cool, but he was just weird. He was so weird. I'm so with you, but was but weird. everyone thinks it's Morgan and they're like talking about how this isn't a demon this is like a human thing so Xander's oh. like we could set up a complex sting operation get him to confess Thanks, I Xander. could wear a wire wow Xander we're going really OC can I also say that in this interview series that they're doing was um, talking with everyone about who this person was I think I saw the first person of color have an actual line in the show. Well, the first person of color you saw actually was in the room when they discovered the dead body, and then they gave her a line. I was like, what is happening? I was like, I'm so happy. And she plays a trombone, hashtag black girl magic, go ahead. Yeah. I was just, I was not expecting her to get a line, so that was very exciting for me as a woman of color. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, that um, was really cool. A lot of people of color in the show. And we'll Buff- do the count at the end. Yeah, and Buffy was really upset. That they weren't taking her seriously, that she didn't think this was, or that she did think this was a demon. A demon, yeah. And, and Giles is like, look, I'm, I'm checking into it, but, and this is a t-shirt that I need for my personal life as an actor. Okay. But my investigation is somewhat hampered by my life in the theater. Oh, theater. And I was like, 
yeah. been there, Joe. Yeah. Totally been there. Your life in the future. This is why I'm not Nancy everything. Drew. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there we go. Yeah. And Definitely. that's where uh, I had to rewind it because Quatina said she doesn't even listen to the words sometimes, just I, his voice. I just... I was like, I need uh, to get that line down. And you were like, oh, wait, what did he say? I didn't even catch it because some Giles, I don't know. There's something about his voice that's just deep and entrancing. And sometimes I don't even understand what he's saying. I just look at his face and his mouth and wonder what it can do. Yeah, tonight we're definitely watching him perform um, Sweet Mm. Transvestite (gasps) from Rocky Horror. It's amazing. Ah! And you're like one of, you're like, no, I love Rocky Horror. You're like one of like, Five people that's actually going to be more attracted I to be so much more attracted to him. <laughs> oh, oh my god I have like <gasps> my 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 high school theater teacher apparently performed that role before no. like he was a high school teacher well like, that's fun way before oh. uh but he was always like his wife I babysat for them and like I you know his wife like and now we're good friends because we do theater together in yeah. the community and constantly I'm being threatened with pictures from that. And I'm like, nope, nope, nope don't nope, do it. Nope, 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 I'm just nope. sweet transvestite, sweet transvestite. From, from transsexual Transylvania. By the way, we accept all people. Also, my husband told me that if he got reelected to this position that he was in last oh, year, yes. he definitely said if he got reelected, because he didn't think he would, that he would come as uh, Dr. Frankenfurter this year for Halloween. <gasps> Stop! I think he forgot that. Oh, but we I are definitely put it on. Happened. I definitely put it on Facebook so that I would have evidence that that yes, happened. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. I'm mm-hmm. totally into it. Speaking of transvestite, hey guys. Okay, not, I don't even want to use that terminology, but we are accepting of all types of people, all sexualities, oh all identities, and everything. Please, people, we are welcoming all types of people to listen in. Look, one show. of one of the people that has contributed the most um, knowledge-wise to my ability to produce this show is a transgendered person and yes. one of my favorite people on the planet. Yeah, and uh, wants to come on this show and will soon. <gasps> Yay! We'll you've you, you've met her. She's delightful. Indeed, I have. We will. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. She's amazing. She's amazing. Love her so much. Uh, one of my favorite people. Okay. Yes. Uh, so now Buffy is breaking into Morgan's locker. She does the like two to the left, three to the right, and, and it just like busts it open. <laughs> she couldn't. She was like, Nah, I'm a slayer. Yeah, I can take. That I don't need any of this. Uh, yeah. But then Snyder comes up. Oh, yeah. Uh, but by the way, she's looking in the locker for the heart because yeah, somebody's going to keep that in their locker. Yeah, because um, apparently, well, I think at that I point feel like you would smell that. No, you you would smell a heart rotting in a locker. Would it be in formaldehyde though? Well, they don't ever specify. But like, I think that the, the demon needed the heart. That's so true. It could be in like formaldehyde. Like, might kill it. It had to know? be fresh. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So you would just like, I feel like people would smell that. Like, why do you think that's going to be? Anyways. I, yeah. I can't even. But uh, the principal Snyder comes in and he's like, there are things I don't tolerate. People getting heinously murdered and their hearts ripped out and smoking. And I was like, this is... I was like, this is just a random third thing. No, this is also very 90s. Like, everything was in it. Like, every time you watch, like, what Saved is, by the what Bell. Is, what is that thing? Or Dare? Dare drop. Yep, there uh, we or, go. Wait, wait, what was... what? What did Dare stand Wasn't for? Wasn't that a Reagan thing? It was. But no, but in the 90s, like... Anytime you turned on, say, by the bell or Power Rangers or anything between, say, 2 o'clock and 5 no o'clock in the smoking. afternoon, there was a no smoking ad of some kind. That no. and this is your brain. 
this is your brain on drugs. Yeah. It was very, like, anti-smoking. So it's just funny because I feel like this was maybe the second or third time this series that the whole, but I don't smoke thing comes up. Mm, And it won't be the last. Let's see. What does dare stand for, though? We it really was, have to talk about this. And it was like, dare to say no. Dare. Drug abuse resistant education. There you go. And, and that was when the actual police officers yeah, came to your school for and two weeks. about it. You and got the shirt. You did. It was the gray shirt with the but red lighting. We were in the dare. library, and yeah. there was a lion. Yeah. There was a lion. He oh, was ours. Oh, we got a little stuff lion when we What's graduated we? from our dare program. Look at that. That's probably, I forgot Did that help in any way? I mean... I was a performer and was basically told if I ever smoked, aside from my parents would kill me, oh, it would know. harm my voice. Oh, very true. So that wasn't really, I don't think I ever smoked my first cigarette until I was 25. It was after I started drinking. Ah, you did smoke for us all at once. And, and, but I apparently smoke everything like it's a cigar, so I don't really inhale. Oh. Which is my problem with other things that I try oh. to smoke. Oh. It's an issue. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, uh, yeah, big on to the anti-smoking. But then the puppet and Morgan see each other. What? It's the only... Oh, so they're talking, Morgan and the puppet. And he's saying, it's the only way. She's the one. She's the last. Just one more and I'll be free. Yeah, is this where he was like, I will be flesh? Yes, but... Yeah, that line was crazy. But again, like, we still have no idea how the puppet came into Morgan's possession. No, they tell us how the puppet came to be. Okay. But we don't learn how the puppet came to be in Morgan's possession. I'm still confused because the role of the puppet changes. So then it's like... But it didn't... No, they were just trying to throw you up. They were just trying to throw you up. Okay, so here's how it goes. Buffy, and we'll, we'll just get into it. So Buffy, for a minute, thinks that, like, the puppet is evil and, and broke into her room and yes. is trying to kill her. Yes. Okay, can we talk about the fact that this puppet did break into her room? It did. And she's creepy. a fucking slayer. And the first thing she does is call her mom. <laughs> she calls Buffy, her mom. But, you're a slayer. But here's the thing. This is where Joss is a genius. Um... So this is the first time we get reference to a dream in the episode. Uh-huh. And her mom says, it's okay, I was just dreaming about bills. That's important for the next episode. Really? It is. This Is this, it because I caught that line and I was like, oh, nope. yeah, mom. Remember, so that so was the things. first time that we hear reference in this episode to dreams or nightmares. Next episode, spoiler alert, called nightmares is this something that happens every episode where it's connected to the next episode? a lot of them like it's very forward thinking oh there there's frequently God. something it's it's not look buffy the first three seasons especially it can be somewhat episodic a little bit self-contained okay there isn't always a lot of thread going back and forth episode to episode mm-hmm. there's some there's some but not a huge amount and okay. mostly like relationship development or whatever i'm into it this, but Joss is incredibly good at sketching out or, you know, talk, the flute thing is only going to come up in like three episodes from now. Really? So that's really, and I read that online. I read the flute thing online and I was, I wish this is amazing. Now I need to really Well, you would never, no, time. I've watched this episode like seven times and okay. I didn't pay attention until like I read it online. You're right. So. As a virgin, how was I supposed to catch it the first time? Uh, you can't be always good the what first she time. she said, uh... <laughs> Uh, Giles, so cut back to 
Cordelia is talking to Giles. Why am I stuck going behind the van? She's wearing some super white Skechers. Yeah. Um, and he's looking at her, trying to tune her out because she doesn't like what's happening. Yeah. With she's her, being super her basic right now. And he goes, I'm sorry, your hair. And she goes, my hair? What happened to my hair? And she's super freaked out, runs off stage, and he goes, huh, Xander was right. Worked like a charm. Very good. That's how you get Cordelia distracted for her hair. She's that basic. You will come to love her. I Um, hope so, because right now, I'm not. She says some shady shit all the fucking time. I know, I know. I'm pretty sure she called something at some point a Buffy. And I was like, bitch. In this episode. When she was talking about, well, actually, right in this scene, where she's talking about how... Uh, people might judge me and not like me, like like Buffy. Like Buffy, yeah. yeah. I was like, okay, bitch. Whatever. Don't be rude. In all fairness, if you were on the outside looking at Buffy, would have been soups weird to you in high school. Soups weird, but I wouldn't be like going after well, her like you that. Well, you weren't a giant bitch, but you also life. didn't have status to defend. That's true. Look, this is the 90s. Come on. Yeah, you're right. It's a total of uh, Then I have so many Nightmare Dream references. Oh, now, uh, so the teacher takes away from... Uh, take, takes the dummy away from Morgan. Yes. Well, okay, one, why do you have your fucking dummy out in class? That's a really good question. That's confusing. What is happening? I'm not a teacher, but I feel like I would have a no dummies. Dummies? Yeah. A, a no dummies rule in my Yeah, classroom. and he's creepily just looking at Buffy the entire time. Well, Weird. he is the horn dog, we find out. But oh, yeah. yeah, that's very true. He's, he's oh, got he... wood. <laughs> <laughs> I just came up with that, not people. What would you want, though? No. Um, you don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I want a ventriloquist <laughs> dummy's wood, okay? I'd crush him. That's probably true. He's yeah. very small. Yeah, Doesn't seem like tiny. your thing. Listen, this oh, entire... Or, or get a splinter, and that's not exactly, good either. Exactly. That's not comfortable at all. You'd have to go into the doctor. Listen, this entire episode, I was questioning his abilities. Like, how are you able to kill something when you were so tiny? Very tiny. But, well, we, hold on. We find out. Okay. Anyways, so the teacher is lecturing them on McKinley... And she uses the word eponymous, which, by the way, I apparently have been using wrong a lot in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I thought eponymous was, like, related to epic, essentially. But apparently it does mean giving their name to something. So R.E.M. has an album that they called so brilliantly. I love R.E.M. Eponymous. They called it their eponymous. Al- so instead of calling it their R.E.M. album, like some oh. people would, they just called it eponymous, which means the same thing. Did you say R.E.M.? Yeah. Okay, what is R.E.M. connected to again? Sleep. That's so crazy because in doing my research for the next episode, R.E.M. sleep! Oh my god! Because you have dreams during R.E.M. Oh my god, there are so many levels here. (gasps) Just you fucking genius. Oh, you fucking bastard. That is amazing. Holy shit. But anyways, I wanted to point out I've been using eponymous on a regular basis for the last 20 years of my life and using it incorrectly. I mean, not totally. Like, nobody's ever called me on it, so I guess maybe eponymous. no one knew. So I guess eponymous, like, a lot of people are, because I'm all like, well, they're eponymous. I was using it kind of like the word seminal, like super important or like the ultimate description Mm. of them. So I guess it was sort of in the same wheelhouse. But apparently I've been using it wrong like, for a really yeah. long time. So, okay. anyways, but R.E.M. geniuses. Uh, saw them in concert, though. Worst concert of my life. Is that, um... Oh, no. I'm all, sorry. Well, in all fairness, it was 2005, and all they wanted to do was bitch about uh, Bush, which, by the way, that's all uh, anybody yeah. wanted well, to do. I mean, we in, totally in, get including that. Including myself. 
But it was that sort was of like, you and Kanye at the same exact but time. But I sort of was paying $40 to listen to an R.E.M. concert, yeah, and they so spent half the time just talking okay. and not singing. So that's, so that's that was, me that in was the obnoxious. corner. That's me in, in the spotlight, losing my religion. Yeah, and I then, like, like yeah, everybody. Bush lost his religion, and he sold his soul <laughs> to the fucking devil. That's how it felt. Oh, so, okay. But, like, but, but, but I will sing. say, I still, I still loved it, and it was yeah. great. But it, it, was, it was not my favorite concert. Yeah. Um, but this is where we learn from Sid, because he and Buffy try to kill each other. That's very true. They're and like then going at because, it. Oh, no, 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 no. This is the scene where the fucking random chandelier drops on her super <laughs> conveniently. How does In a, the perfect a, place that nothing actually falls on her. Yeah. She's just stuck in between the sconces. Chandeliers don't work like that. You would be dead this or is, knocked the fuck out. This is easily the first and maybe the only time I will ever use the word sconce on this show. Can you tell me the meaning of that? Is this, how do you spell that? Is this a S-C-O-N-C-E. So it's like scone with I'm a thinking, C in I there. was thinking scone when you said scones. I was like scone? But yeah, it's like the like, picture that sticks out. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, I know so much stuff. You're like so smart. Your brain would be taken by this ventriloquist. Oh my god, my brain might be taken by this ventriloquist. Yep, 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 yep. yep oh sure. my god. Well, see, but that's the thing. So so Xander took the dummy and is like has it in the library and everybody's researching yeah. and Buffy is off and, and Crystal Snyder sneaks up around on her. Like, he's messing around with Buffy like really you believe that this dummy actually tried to do something with you and he's mimicking right. it. Right. But Principal Snyder like comes across her. Uh, backstage once again, and this—you were so like he did it, he did it. I he was did like, it. he has to be the person. I literally wrote here, principal worse than dummy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so then like the the chandelier falls, and the dummy comes, and he's like trying to kill her, and and she gets out, and then she goes to kill him, and they both basically say like, you'll never be human now. Wait. What? Because okay. they both think each other is like the demon. Yeah. And that's where I was really confused. You're good. The yeah. dummy is good. Okay. So that was a really good like M. Night Shyamalan Shoot moment. Twist. Yes. That was Sixth Sense shit. Yes. It was great. Still haven't watched Sixth Sense, but yes. I won't tell you what the twist is. But there's I think one. I already know. Probably. He sees dead people. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, that's I, I mean. So I don't think you you know. I don't know, no, but no. Uh, right. oh, he's dead the entire time. That's my guess. We'll see. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um. So the dummy is gone. Xander's freaked out because the dummy is gone. Buffy is freaked out because it turns out that he wasn't a, oh, oh, he wasn't oh, the oh, demon. Oh, 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 yeah. And can I just say at this point, um, um, Willow and Giles are looking up any information on. That's right. Um, on this dummy and all I can think is how do you conveniently have all of this information in the high school library? Well, I, How is that a thing? I think when you're a watcher they send you with a pretty big... Oh, gotcha. They yeah. hook you up. They hook you up. Yeah, and no one questions it in the school. They're just yeah. kind of like, you're the librarian. You well, nobody goes do. to the library. How That's many times true. in high school did you go to the library and check out a book? Oh, I was in the IB program, okay? I had to be in that. Yeah. She was my advisor. The okay. librarian but was like my there, advisor. But, but be honest. There could have been a whole section over here that was just like demonology and you never would have known. You might have thought that was just math. That's true. I see you. Yeah. I see you. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. By the way, as somebody that spent most of their time in high school in the library. I was in there for good amount of time. And checked books out all the time because I am the world's biggest bookworm. And was reading everything that they had. I read every single Agatha Christie book that my high school owned, which was like 130. Agatha Christie. Why are you saying everything? I don't know why. (laughs) It's because of this drink. Guys, try it out once again, our drink pairing with this show, which has, um, what is that, absinthe? Lemon juice, uh, cherry liqueur, as well as champagne. And and gin. And gin. Mm. (laughs) Try it out, guys. Guys, we have another episode we have to record. Yikes. Okay. Okay. So, uh, yeah. Uh, Dummy's Gone, Freaks Out Xander. Giles and Willow, they were they were studying chandelier. Oh, okay. So Buffy gets out, finds out the guy is not the demon, but yeah. is hunting the demon. Yeah. So they go back to the library. He's telling his story about how he was traveling with a vaudeville group, mm-hmm. and in like the twenties. Yeah. And came across this brotherhood of seven demons who yep. every seven years they need hearts and or brain. It's unclear. Yeah. It seems like both. Or they revert back to their demon form. They look like humans so long as they have what they need for Uh, seven years. uh, Yeah. Um, And this guy has already killed... So this... Six. And we also don't know how many of them he's killed since being turned into a dummy. But he's killed six of those... No, I want his origin story. I'm really upset we get none of it. I want a Hugh Jackman Logan's origin story. Yes, I agree. Still haven't watched that. Need to. Haven't either. Yes, I completely. Yeah. You need to catch up on superhero Stop. movies. I, I finally saw you. Thor Ragnarok. You haven't even I seen Black Panther. I saw Guardians of the Galaxy 2. I saw uh, half of Civil War. You need to get it. Have you even I, seen Infinity War? Yes, I did. But you skipped Black Panther? The only Black Panther Oh, wait, no, 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 I didn't see, I didn't see Infinity okay. War. No, I was, right. I was like, but, that takes place in Wakanda at some Wait, hold on. But I saw Star Wars Episode 8. I've not seen Rogue One. How are we connecting Star Wars to the Marvel Universe? I'm just saying, like, I'm not shit. I'm not as far behind. I finally saw Doctor Strange. Oh, that's a good one. I really like uh, that. I, saw I, was, I was really into that for some reason. Well, I have better no cover badge. You have a thing for nerdy guys with British Oh, accents. you stop it. <laughs> Tell me yes, I'm wrong. I do. Yeah. It's just, if it's just Abba was Doctor Strange, oh my God, I'd be lucky. By the way, so Benedict Cumberbatch, if you want to come on this show and talk about Buffy. We're totally into we're, it. We're into that. In fact, I, I I would legit pay like out of my own pocket yeah. to fly you. Uh, we have a no here. shirts rule, though. So. <laughs> we do. We come, and no pants We rules, We, we so. only require record this podcast naked yeah. while like playing with our own genitalia. So you kind of so. have to do the same thing. The same exact thing. Oh, even my in-laws can't listen to this. No, um, no one. Hold on. Uh, where am I? Oh, uh, Quatina <laughs> thinks it's the principal. That's what I have right yeah, there. Yeah, he's creeping oh, oh, wait, sorry. Horny dummy. Athletic, limber, nubile. Oh, yeah. That, on the slayer. Weird... that was But it was very, again, Jamie, our, uh, what's his face? Lewis, I don't creepy guy. Creepy yeah. principal? It, no, it's it doesn't oh, the matter. Oh, creepy kid. It doesn't Isn't matter. Is he dead at this point? We don't know that. Oh yeah, we do know that now. He did because you don't see him, but you see his head is gone. Yep. Yep. Uh, his brain is but gone. we do see Giles talking to Cordelia and telling her because she's freaked out about going on stage. Do not or 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 there's an old adage: picture the audience in their underwear. Look, guys, I have been on stage since I was five years old. Do not 
ever try to imagine the audience in their underwear. You will get distracted. Uh, best case scenario, there's somebody hot, and you will get distracted <gasps> trying to picture that. And then you get a boner, and then what can you do? Especially worst when case scenario, hyena, like, eight inch female. It's like your seventy year old English teacher that you picture in their underwear, and that's not a good situation either. Like, hey. like do not do that. It doesn't make me any. Any less, I mean, granted, I rarely have nerves when I get on stage unless I'm singing. Yeah. Um, but when I'm like just acting, I'm like, Psh, I can do this all damn day. Like, whatever. Do not imagine the audience in there. Like, if I ever was going to get nervous, it would be because I imagined somebody naked or in their underwear. Like, yeah. I just, I don't recommend it. I think that's a crazy adage. I don't understand it. Let's move on. Yeah. Um, the creepy, horny. Dummy says, I knew a Slayer in the 30s. Very hot. So we know he's been around for at least 90 years. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I put he's dot, dot, dot. Good? Question mark, question mark, question mark. But he's talking about how what he really wants is to get this last demon because then he's free. Mm, True. At this point, I was warned not to sext. You were warned. not I. I, Well, because it's about a minute down from Harry Say. No sexting during the podcast. (laughs) And you were like, how? I'm not... How did you know? <laughs> and I said, it's like my slayer power. Yeah, it is your slayer power. I just, it's I amazing. knew that that's what you were doing. I'm yeah. ridiculous at that. Yeah. But uh, he goes, I just want to be free. And you're, and he goes, you know, then my body is dust and bones. And she goes, when you say free, die? you mean dead. But he this, has lived for a long time. But but this is what's interesting is I think that this is the first time Buffy is really confronting being Slayer means that to be free to not be the Slayer anymore. Yeah. The only way to not be the Slayer anymore is for her to die. Death. That's yeah. it. Yeah. And I think that that, that is that one is of the true. hidden gems of this episode that will maybe play out through the rest of the season and beyond. Yeah. Like that... that that is her understanding that she has life as a slayer or nothing. Like there's no in between for her. Mm -hmm. There's no shirking her responsibility. There's no vampires aren't going to be there. It's kind of like the first episode, not the first season is kind of like where she gets to know she, well, she already knows she's a slayer. She, she's kind of accepting more of the responsibility. But it's her coming to terms. Exactly. Just like she realized I can't really date and be a slayer. You know, I can't really have a normal life as a teenager and be a slayer. And all she's not a normal teenager. No. She just has to accept that. Yeah. Um, but I, but you can kind of see, like, the beauty of Sarah Michelle Gellar's acting. And the, the first time I watched the show, I was not convinced that she was a great actor. But mm-hmm. I'm also a giant bitch about things like that because <laughs> I am an actor. You are an actor. And yeah. I'm kind of like, ah, I would have been a better Buffy. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Obviously. In 97, I was 13. I don't think that would You would have rocked it. I would have, clearly. Yeah. But I think there's a lot to be said about the nuance of her performance. And I will say this, throughout season one, as she very slowly, like, is fighting that destiny and that fate. And then as it very slowly comes to become part of her reality and she is accepting it and what that means. And by the way, I'm pointing this out partially because I want the payoff for you, Quatina, to be as big as it is for me now going Uh, back and watching and seeing how that evolves over time and her performance journey. And it's, it's just, 
I the really fact that she that. did not win an Emmy ever. I don't even know if Buffy was ever nominated for no. an Emmy. Like, outside but... of the show, like, I also like to recognize the actors and their jobs and what they're doing. I also think Willow, whoever's playing Willow, is also doing a wonderful job playing that role and playing that character. I like to recognize the actors as well. Look, so. even Xander, who has his moments throughout the series. Willow. Oh, my God. When he had to do the Hyena episode, that the acting that came in he did a wonderful job there and i've been i've been watching ahead of you a little bit like rewatching <gasps> trying to get prepped because I, I need to get prepped look for me you watch these episodes once i watch them like maybe four times oh, before we, we record you are the expert because i well first of all i want to make sure that i've got a good pairing i want to make sure that i figured out what the side note is going to be and we've Very got true. like the research done Very should true. there be a guest let's bring them in so I watched these episodes probably four or five times, just just in the span of like since we decided to do this podcast, yeah, and that's recording the episodes, yeah. So I will say, looking back, there were times I always thought maybe Xander was a weak link acting wise. Yeah, he's not. No, he's been doing and, a great and job. And there are moments where he's one of the moments where I just go. Where the hell did that acting come from? Yeah. So it's it's pretty great. Like, I'm proud and, of same it. thing with Angel, David oh. Boreanaz, who we did oh not God. see in this episode, and I he sporadically is coming up on the season one. Honestly, I feel like in season one this is one of two episodes he wasn't in. Maybe three. Okay. Even though most of those time, most of those appearances have been very brief, he's at yeah. least been in it. He's a, he's been there. Um, anyway, oh, we love him. Um, let's see. So, oh, they're uh, they're getting into looking into Morgan because they found Morgan dead and his yeah, and brain his, fell and his out. brain was given back though. So what they're trying to figure out is was his brain rejected? Yeah. Did the demon not, it wasn't a brain that they needed. So they look him up in the records, and I'm sorry. Th- this is another very 90s thing. I'm not putting it in my most 90s nomination. But the the idea that uh, they, like, Google him in the school records, and first of all, they had classes with Morgan. He was in their history class yep. every day. They didn't notice he was out basically half of the school <laughs> right? year. And then second of all, his his notes said, in case of emergency, contact blah, 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 the cancer doctor. Yeah, um, can we talk about HIPAA? <laughs> because, um, privacy? <laughs> well, hold on. Why HIPAA, is this shit out there? If it was a Clinton thing, it is possible HIPAA did not exist, or at least it was Was it not at that, at that point? point? Oh, my HIPAA God. HIPAA was a Clinton thing. No, I remember when HIPAA was, like, being debated by Congress. Oh, my God. So, so it's possible that that... But, but still... Nobody's school nurse notes said, in case of emergency, contact so-and-so, the cancer doctor. It it said, like, contact his parents, and then parents would call the cancer doctor. Yeah. That that was... Like, nurses, school nurses did not have that kind of connection. (laughs) No. Like, come on. We, you always, I said we, but you always reach the parent first. Who else are you going to hit up? Except other than hitting 911. Remember those yellow cards that you had to fill out, like, eight times? I don't. You didn't... What yellow cards? Oh, my God. You know, the, like, the first day of school. It was, like, the first thing your homeroom teacher would give you. is like, there there were, like, eight yellow cards, and it was all of the emergency contact information, and your parents had to fill it out literally eight times. Like, when I was a director for 
child care program, there was a bunch of, like, things I had a parents fill out, like, a bunch of paperwork. Yeah, but, but they were, like, yellow, it. like, rip apart, like, they were the size of postcards and they were four to a sheet. Swear to God, I have no idea what you're oh talking about. God. But then again, that's where we reflect on the different times no. that we're from. Oh but that's what makes this podcast awesome. Oh she could just God. marvel at the fact that I have no idea about what she's talking about. Guys, Harry Potter came out 20 years ago today. That's, that's crazy. Yeah. That's okay. crazy. Today. Oh, crazy. Uh, okay. Um... Wow. Xander picked, oh, oh, and then they're like, oh my god, Willow, the demon's coming after you, the smartest yeah, person. you're so fucking smart. And, and she's like, I'm not that smart. And Xander goes, what's the square root of 829? And of course, what does she do? And she get first of all, what are the chances that Xander would actually pick a perfect square root? Yeah, no. Because she's like, 29. And I was just like, there's there's no way Xander just randomly throws a, a three-digit number out there and it happens to have a perfect square root. Yeah. Especially but, the fact that he would pull it up. No. But it was funny. And so everybody's like, oh, my God, clearly the demon's going to go after Willow. And then all of a sudden they go, wait, Giles. Who is with the magic kid? The creepy yes. magic kid, Mark. I did not see this coming. Yeah. And and they're talking Shook about it. how his his guillotine trick is going to work. Yeah. And, and Giles is asking him questions and Mark is answering them. And somehow we end up with Giles agreeing to be strapped in to... The magic guillotine. Without how? waiting, look, I've seen the magic guillotine and how that works. And I'm sorry, spoiler alert. The truth is that, look, I've seen it work. It's not actually like the blade doesn't actually hit the thing. Yeah. I think that the the fruit or whatever uh-huh. is always somewhat serrated. So, like, if you looked really close, you could see that it had been started to be cut. Yeah. So that it's the weight of something hitting it. Gross. Knocks off the tip of the watermelon or whatever. Well, number one, the way that he even set up Giles in there was, like, the typical guillotine was um, your neck. Right. Your neck. That's true. And, and this, this was one like, was that, for his which, brain. Which, again, thank you. Like, yeah. that is weird in and of itself. A weird thing that we're going to have to edit out. My dad just tried to call me. Okay. My dad never tries to call me. What is happening? So, like, do you want to get that? No, no. He'll text me if it's important. Um, Anyways, uh, yeah, but so the guillotine, it should hit the neck, which, first of all, takes a very different amount of weight and sharpness of blade, I'm guessing. Yeah. Never guillotine it. But I've, like, butchered a chicken, and, and I know, like, there's less... Like, there's less bone in a neck than at, like, the base of your skull or whatever. So, like, going after the tip of somebody's head is going to have more bone than going after somebody's neck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be much easier to just cut your neck. But it just surprised me, Giles. You're a fucking watcher. Why? How did you get yourself caught in this situation? Exactly. How are you letting somebody strap yourself into Exactly. Unless you're into some kinky shit. Or did he want to be that good of a, like, uh, uh, talent director for this talent show? Guys, here's a teaching moment that I really want to get out there. If a magician ever says to you, do you want to be in my act? First of all, he's obviously trying to get into your pants. For sure. There have been multiple magicians <laughs> that have asked me to be their assistant. Every oh single one of them was trying to get into my pants or pretend I was their beard. Oh, there we go. Okay. Um, so I think it's important that we just put this out there. Never agree to be somebody's magic assistant. 
without seeing every single trick that they have and how it works. Okay. Sign a non-disclosure agreement if that's what it takes, but I'm just saying, okay? Save yourself some heartbreak and some head break. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Head break for sure. Yeah. They're trying yeah. to get your brain off. But then Buffy comes in and she starts taking care of it and Xander grabs the Shut rope up. just in time. Nothing and happens. Willow takes the hatchet and she's hacking at the hacking lock. At Nothing's going to happen to my baby. I was like, no, my baby. Wait, I'm no, so I'm sorry. Reenactment. Let's do this. So there's the guillotine is coming straight towards Giles' head and Quintina goes, not my baby. I was... I was worried. That's exactly how it happened. My baby. Um, and then we see, oh, so we saw just a little bit just before, again, just before Giles agreed to do this, we see a little bit of like the guy's hand turning demony, gross, weird. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, but, but Giles missed it. Um, but then by the time Buffy gets there and she kicks him into the box and where like the assistant no, throws no, no. out. First she kicks him in the face and then you see his face kind of turn demony. Oh, that's right. And she's like, ew. <laughs> it's like totally gross. It's like, yeah, he's a demon. And once again, did not see it coming. No, at all. yeah, for sure. And then um, the demon goes into the box, and before we, like, Buffy kicks into the box, and the demon's hand comes straight out. And yeah. it looked like Voldemort. Yeah. Or one of the aliens from Signs. Like, first of all, like, super anorexic. Like, you could see all of his ribs. But like, this is the first time his... I've seen full body makeup That's on the true. show. That's true. That is very so true. I was like, hey, this is great. Like, this is actually really cool. Um, it was kind of saggy in some areas. You know, a I'm little not going to be bit. super critical. Because I watch that sci-fi sci shows Face Off, so I'm uh, really, like, yeah. really into, like, For body sure. makeup and S SFX and stuff like yeah. that. So, but, um, but the demon looked like Voldemort. Let's just agree. Yeah, he was super creepy. Yeah. Um, but Sid shows up just as Buffy is about to slay him. Or no, actually, I guess the, the guillotine comes down on him. Oh, yeah. The guillotine takes, like, comes the down his head on off. the demon, took his head off. Just the tip. And <laughs> and then our little ventriloquist dummy shows up, and he's like, you have to get him in the heart to make sure he's dead. And, and um, he's so cute with his big knife. His huge knife and his, his tiny little but like also, body. I got so annoyed because I was looking at the knife, and it wasn't even remotely shiny. It was clearly no, a prop what? knife. Like, <laughs> I couldn't just, like, give the dummy, like, an actual, like, chef's knife. Yeah, it was going to work out. That, that annoyed me out. a little bit. But, um, uh, but uh, he manages to stab the guy in the heart, and and then he kind of just, like, slumps over the body. Because he's dead. I guess to say he's dead It's his now. release. He's, he's yeah. really... But, and then Buffy cradles his tiny little I know, body in her hand. So, but I will say, it was kind of, I was thinking, like, I kind of thought Sid would dust, like, the vampires yeah. here. And then I was like, wouldn't that be funny if it was just, like, sawdust all over just, the like, floor. all over the place? But it was weird because then the curtains opened and there were people sitting down Why in the Why the curtains? Okay, again, I have directed shows, I have produced shows, I have stage managed shows. Why did the curtain open there? There was, a, there was no cue. Whoever no. was calling that show, and I'm sorry, I should have gotten one of my stage manager friends to join us for tonight, because whoever was calling the cues on that show for the curtain to open and the lights sucks. go up and the sound go on sucks, should be fired, should never be allowed to work nope, in nope, any town nope, ever nope. again. Nope. Um, I, 
look, honestly, Joss, I feel like you dropped the ball here. Yeah, not You're only making that, stage managers look really bad. Not only that, why are we practicing this magic trick on the stage, too? That's another that weird one. Really like, weird. Because clearly, like, that wasn't the opening number. And obviously, Joss would know that, you know, people were coming into the theater at that point. But why were we yeah, doing this Yeah, again, because everything would have been mic'd on stage for at least 15 minutes yeah. before the show started. It's just not realistic, Joss. No, no. Joss. I, and and Giles is too exacting and demanding to allow a show to happen like that in such a crappy, haphazard, yeah, slapdash kind of way. My not about that. No, he no. would take care of things. But um, um but I was upset that that Sid didn't quote unquote dust. I thought that yeah. would be really funny if he was sawdust. That would be hilarious. Um, and then sawdust. why would the curtain open right then? Oh, and then the principal goes. I don't get it. Yeah. Is it avant-garde? Yeah. Because <laughs> there's like a demon brain just hanging out Hanging on the stage out. at that point. And, and Buffy's, Buffy's cradling, cradling a dead <laughs> ventriloquist <laughs> or So This is weird. I don't get it either, Principal. I by don't the way, get it. I feel like I've seen that show. I feel like the college that I went to was so like modern and weird. They would have done, done that show. Like that? You could have opened the curtains mm. at that stage at UMBC. Yeah. And, they would, and you would have been like, this, oh. Bravo. Yeah, exactly. Bravo. And that is why I dropped my theater major, people, because that is legit what they thought was good theater. Yeah, no. Um, but then, thank God, we got, at the very end of the, oh, of the show, during the curtains, Xander, Willow, and Buffy trying to do a scene from Oedipus Rex. It was just so dry and bad. And can I just say, well, okay, Xander even fairness, got his hair in that yeah. like, kind of like Caesar style. In, in all fairness, I've done Oedipus before. It is difficult to make that show interesting. Yeah. Totally. Even though, like, it's on the outside, you try to describe to somebody, no. oh, my God, it's all about a, like, guy that, like, accidentally bangs his mom. Mother. Killed his father delicious. and all wow. this stuff. Like, it seems like it would be, like, a super sexy, hot, like, soap opera. Like, yeah, a no. telenovela. You know? No. Oh, I'm sorry. I've watched some telenovelas. That is exactly. No, no, no. I have as well. And I've also watched Korean dramas, which are like a level above telenovelas. I'm not saying legit, like banging the mom, but pretty damn close. Listen, I've read Oedipus, and that seriously is a good ass drama. So someone has to direct that and produce it (sighs) in a very good manner. Just, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it, they got to make that happen. It's hard for me to love it, but yeah. I love that. And again, another tiny little Easter egg for the next episode. What did I miss? Just Willow, like it gets to, it's her part to say something. And she, she just runs. like looks at the audience and then runs off the stage. She just to, she's like, no. There is nothing that she is more terrified of than performing on stage in yeah, front of a group of people. right, because we talked about the piano and everything. Yeah. Ooh. So I got to say, that like, I thought, I thought that this episode was really brilliant in that aspect. Um, all in all, I, I think it was good. I still hold that the two most 90s moments of the episode were one, Buffy's hair being in that, like, French tail. Oh, my God, with yes. The, with that the, little... like, bangs down the side, but then almost like a rat, rat tail, tail on the, the back. Head. Like a huge yeah, rat tail. I, I like, still don't understand weird. what that was, but that I remember that. That was also that. my nomination. I remember that, but also, um, but Buffy's, um, oh, the, the most 90s thing, the jockey shorts. Oh, really? Referring to a man's underwear as jockey shorts was I thought very it was a super short cheetah dress. I nominate that. Look, I, I agree with you that that was crazy 90s. Yeah. But to me, it doesn't be the... Like, you didn't even know You're right. what jockey shorts were. I was born in 92, so I'm not entirely so sure. So to me, that was things. like maybe early 90s. 90s, but I remember yeah. like ads 
Like, there were all of these, like, super sexy, like, Johnny Depp-type men at the time, and they were doing models for, like, their jockey shorts. Wow, so So people sexy. were calling them jockeys. So I remember that, and I, I'm that. sorry, but to me that was the most 90s thing. Okay. Yeah, sound off on Twitter if you disagree. Because honestly, you always win. No, you won the last one. Oh, did I? You did. Okay, I'll let you have this I was one. listening to that, yeah. I'll let you have this one. Okay, so we need to hear Quatina's smash list. Ah! Okay, so for my smash list. I'm curious, did Morgan make it? Um, he was kind of cute before he was creepy. Yeah, no, I don't think so. Okay. Um, It's still only Giles, the number one in my heart. I would bare my chest to him and just be like, Okay, in all fairness, out. you bared your chest to me earlier. Did I? No, you did not to me. They just poke out. Sorry, just in my dining room. Yes. Earlier. Not not directly to her, though. Just but, in my... But then had to tell me about it. <laughs> um, so, so, smash list is still Giles. Um, uh, people of color? voice just seduced me more. People of color. Oh, this was a big one for us both. <laughs> oh, my God. New record. Oh. Listen, we had that one black girl who was playing the trombone. She had her braids in, too. So I was like, go ahead, girl. Showing um, that hair. And she, she actually got a line. Huge deal. By, by the, the way, is that the first time a person of color actually had a line yes. in the show? Yes. Wow. And I was like, what? Okay. That's why I was so shocked. You know what? We actually should probably change the most 90s thing ever to that. Oh, should we? I agree. Sadly. We're changing it to that, folks. That um, wins most 90s thing ever. Another one thing is um, our guard, who when they found the dead ballet girl, there was a guard standing outside the room. You are correct. Mm-hmm. Yep. He was a person of color. I saw one person in the background, and also, um, okay, so the one person in the background, I'm pretty sure he was repeated for the talent show. I think so. Did he have kind sure. of curly hair? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. 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 he was Afro in the power shoe. circle. Yeah. Yep. And then also, there was a brown person on the box that the magician was using. Okay, I don't think that, that, that counts. Doesn't count. <laughs> I don't think that counts. Like, we will like take whatever we can get. We will take whatever also, we can get. Also, by the way, get. Cleopatra was probably a redhead, so it's like triple offensive. Listen, she was probably a redhead and probably like more of a caramel skin tone, and then they, they had her. Not if she was black. a redhead. No redhead in the history of the planet is out of caramel skin tone. IDK. I know nothing. I've had too much of this drink. All I know is that person was brown on that box and we accept it okay that is another episode of meat of the bronze we're going to have quatina chug a glass of water yeah before we get into the next one episode 10 nightmares yay we're excited yay